Miller. On this episode of Tiger Turf Talk, we host Danny Lazito of the Carolina Panthers, Ryan Bajorn of the New England Patriots, Travis Hogan of the Kansas City Chiefs, and Mr. Nick Pappas, the man in charge of international games for the National Football League. When you talk about one of the most incredible podcasts we have done, these men have done so many things in this industry and have accomplished so much when it comes to their work, when it comes to just the overall effort that they put into advancing not only this industry, not only the game of football, but really the science-based facts that are required in order to maintain a field at the highest level. Um, We had an absolute blast with this podcast. Uh, We dove into all the different things they have going on. Uh, Travis, thank you so much for hopping on Zoom call. Obviously, we would love to have you there in Salt Lake, but it was truly an honor to have all these men on to talk about Again, the important things that are going on when it comes to player safety, when it comes to maintenance of the field, when it comes to uh, just overall practices, when it comes in not only just our game, but also those of the international, where they're playing in Munich uh, at Alliance Stadium, one of the largest facilities when it comes to soccer in the entire world, to obviously the construction of fields. we touched on we touched base on the fact that Tottenham Stadium was engineered uh, to host NFL games while preserving the integrity of the Premier League pitch that is Tottenham Stadium, and it truly is fascinating to get uh, catch up with these guys and what they're doing. Uh, it truly has been an honor to talk to them uh, and work alongside some of them. Obviously, being able to visit two of their sites has been. Uh, some of the best parts of my time in this industry and uh just being able to you know talk about everything they have going on in their lives and to be able to have a good relationship with these guys it truly made for an incredible podcast and uh their their passion for furthering this industry uh similar to our program uh, has is unparalleled all they want is to uh leave it better than they found it and that's something that uh Travis just spoke to me after the podcast actually that has stuck with me you know we we as an industry want to leave what we found better than when we first got there you know and that's truly what our program is all about is to showcase uh, the incredible work of these men and uh, showcase the incredible industry professionals that we have and to be able to do that at the national conference and to be able to do that with these guys it truly uh, was an honor and I can't thank them enough for all that they do, uh, obviously Danny having us down uh, for the ACC championship, and hopefully more to come. And we're so excited uh, for you guys to hear this podcast uh, with these incredible guys. Um, we hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. All right, let's get started. Uh, we got our NFL panel today. You know, some of the greatest in this industry at this table uh, and on Zoom. Travis, thank you for joining in. Uh, What you guys are doing, I mean, it's unparalleled with all the different things that are going on. I do want to get into all the international stuff that you're working with. Um, But sort of just how has your guys' year been? I mean, it's been chaotic, left, right, and center, and being able to sort of come to this after a a well-earned hard work season with your staffs. What has it been like to sort of decompress and have time like together here at SFMA? 
Trav, you want to take this? Is really? We're gonna we're gonna make me yeah. look yeah, like a much. jack. <laughs> oh, come on, Ryan. The only one who's still working. Nice. Travis, I'm sorry. That was <laughs> insensitive of me to yeah, ask that question. It's probably pretty nice. He's I top mean, dressing right now, guys. He's yeah. top dressing this field. I have, you know, I have snow coming in on Saturday. Go ahead. I mean, as long as you're having fun, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So for the gentlemen that are here, you want to answer the question before I get in more trouble? Go, Danny. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been good. We had, a obviously, a busy year for everyone. Um, Talking to the bike, Danny. Lobby Lenny. <laughs> uh, no, so we, we just wrapped up. Obviously, didn't make the playoffs, but... Um, almost did. Almost did. At the end, it was, it was one of those situations you want it to happen, and then you're also thinking about the time off. So... Um, we, you know, we much needed break here, and it's good to kind of get back together. And this is my, I had two year hiatus from this conference, so this is good to see everyone and kind of get back together and, you know, fly back tomorrow. And soccer practice starts Friday, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you guys do that. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, it, you know, we we were on the cusp of making the playoffs. Uh, we got eliminated at the at the last minute, uh, week eighteen football season was over on Sunday and Rev started practicing on Monday so you know I tweeted a 12 hour off season's over and uh, we're back to it but same with Danny you know it's been three years since I've been able to go to a conference and you know I came up in the industry coming to these things every year and it's such a great opportunity for everybody to network and, and learn as much as we can from each other and, um, so it's, it's a double-edged sword obviously we'd still love to be playing football right now um, but it's, it's good to be here it's good to be hanging out with everybody and, yeah, I mean, completely different situation for me this year, right? So um, transitioning away from the stadium full-time, taking on the NFL international side, um, getting into some commercial work on the commercial side of the industry, uh, all while still also you know, going in and, and, and working with the stadium crew um, where I can and, and help out and uh, still keep my feet in, in kind of the, in the dirt down there. Um, it, was, it was a fun season. I mean, a lot of, a lot of travel for me this year and, and kind of jumping overseas to to London and, and Germany and um, and Mexico but uh, it was you know, a full season like like anyone it's, it's still football right regardless of where you're doing it so 100% um, it's been it's been a full season but a different season for me um, not not the standard routine that I was used to the last uh, you know so many years so but it's just good to be here good to be out at the conference um, obviously great to have these guys back here at the conference um, and this is what it's about right getting back together and, and talking shop and figuring out how we can continue to elevate the industry now travis obviously a great it feels great to be a winner you know out of this group you know <laughs> don't worry i'll take jabs hey. the other way just for you travis well, i will hey, good way to dig yourself <laughs> out had, of that one Drew. i had well you know it's i can buy you guys beer later i can't buy him a beer later so uh what is I mean, it honestly right but let's let me let me make sure who all's at the table obviously i can only see Lenny. I don't it's know. ryan bajorn and nick pappas nick. Is it Ryan? Ryan Bajor, yeah. Okay, I mean, I could I could have told you that group was losers before you started. <laughs> but that's, that's oh, you, if that's who you pick, that's cool. Travis is actually still working on trying to dry paint. That's what he did the entire time he was in London. Um, it's it's really his, his best quality. At this yeah, point. yeah, no, it's. Yeah, no, I'm really good at holding the hose and drying paint. It's one of my specialties. <laughs> it's one of my specialties. So, obviously, you're going through a lot right now. I mean, it's been like an Arctic blast for you there in Kansas City. 
What has it been like? I mean, you're showing everyone all the science-based facts that truly show what a sports field manager is. What has it been like sort of getting ready for this big playoff time for you guys and the Chiefs? Uh, you know, the last couple games were wild because we hit minus eight with the high of zero. It was like 40 wind chills. And you're just trying to figure out how you're going to keep it alive, right? Like we're going to uncover the field at six degrees. And so five or six years ago, we uncovered and we like, I, I literally watched the field die as the parts came off. It was crazy because like as we went to the next part, where we took a tarp off was already black as you pulled the next tarp. So we were trying to figure out how we were going to avoid that uh, complete death this year. So um, we took the tarps off for a couple days, uh, like Tuesday, Wednesday, and just let soil temps get down to like 40 and just tried to shut the ryegrass completely down. And uh, we did a pretty good job of that. Uh, we took the tarps off in six degrees. It was a high of 12. And then, you know, obviously we got pretty bad tip burn. And so next week, the field actually looked horrible. Uh, it didn't look as bad on the TV as it did standing on it, but we were probably tip burned a good half inch of the plant. And so it looked pretty brown. And then uh, we threw a fur brew at it after that and brought soil tips back up to like 60 degrees, 65, and grew out of it. And then, uh, you know, we had that, I bought that grain mixer. We pre-germed like 700 pounds seed and uh, put it through the grain mixer and got it out through a Vicon. We did 700 pounds in like an hour and a half. So that helped a lot going into into this game. You know, middle, we hit the east end, had the most damage, sidelines, all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, it's a constant battle with Mother Nature in Kansas City. You know, you can go from minus 8 to 68, like a four-day span. So you just don't know what you're going to get. Trap. Sorry, Sorry go ahead. that mixer that you bought, Trav, is it heated or is it just air te- like room temperature? So I love it. No, so it's 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 uh basically you know the hardest part with pre germ is just getting it out, you know, just wet seed out. So uh, we used we, we took one of our paint totes, we cut the top off of it, and it'll hold fourteen bags in the paint tote. And so we held it down with buckets of paint on top of the top two bags and just filled it and drained it, filled it and drained it for three days. And we set it out over our uh, paint pit, which is like metal grates for a good 24 to 30 hours in a 70 degree shop. Just kind of let them heat up. And then the, the cool thing with the grain mixture is, is instead of trying to like figure out how you're going to dry it, you just put it in there with maybe a bag. We used like the brew we came up with was three bags of pre-germ seed, one bag of dry seed, and then four bags of turf men and three bags of malorganite. And that basically made the entire perfect Vicon hopper. So we just filled the Vicon, he went down, we threw the next brew in the seed mixer, or I mean the grain mixer, and had the next brew basically ready by the time he came back to the shop. That's interesting. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. Uh, Nick, obviously, with the shift to the NFL with international play and everything, what has that sort of been like developing? It's become such a big thing. And guys, sorry, Ryan, they've been able to go over and see different. I just feel like a jerk this entire podcast. (laughs) Um, But being able to go to different countries, and it's so much bigger now than just one game, you know. 
uh, Tottenham being able to sort of structure everything, knowing that there's going to be events constantly over there in England, to now going to Germany for the first time. Uh, what has it been like taking on that role and seeing the guys come together and being able to have the opportunity to go abroad and see what it's like to, again, see football in a completely different way, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, rewarding, right? So uh, in, in so many different levels. Obviously, we've had a ton of success with putting on games out there, right? No major issues as the games went on. Um, we've seen different field conditions at each location. Obviously, we had... Um, you know, two different locations in London between Tottenham and Wembley, one synthetic, one's natural. We've got, you know, different natural grass in Munich from what we've got in Mexico City. So very different um, situations at each, but all of them successful in their own way. But outside of the successes that NFL is having, having these games, right, we're seeing massive crowd attendance and we're seeing the stadiums fill up. Um, I said it was like in the millions for tickets for the Munich game, right? And I mean, you know, Danny was Danny was there. Um, you know, the crowd's electric at these things. It's, yeah. it's it's really rewarding from that side, right? So there's a ton of success for the actual NFL and the games themselves. But for me, it's rewarding because one, I mean, I, it's a different challenge. I get to work with some of the best guys in the industry, both here and wherever we go. Um, I'm learning from my colleagues here. I'm learning from colleagues when we go over to a different stadium. Each situation I put myself in, whether it's an uncomfortable one or a comfortable one, you're learning. Um, every stadium's different, as I was saying, with turf types and, and everything. Um, it's just it's rewarding through and through for me, and, and obviously, um, I've enjoyed uh, getting to spend time with some of the guys that you know historically we've maybe gotten to do it once on like a Super Bowl crew. Um, now I'm getting to do it, you know, five games a year or, or whatever this you know maybe grows to at some point. It's it's fun. I mean, it's the sky's the limit with it, honestly. I mean. Danny, you can speak to this. Uh, what was it like in Germany? I mean, there are videos of Country Road and all of these yeah. things, and then the video that came out, you guys prepping, and it's just incredible to see all of those things. What was that experience like for you and sort of seeing it all come to, to light through the work you guys had? It was unique for me because I'd never been overseas before, so that was my first kind of culture shock and introduction into that. And then what's the stadium hold? 80,000? Uh, yeah, so something a little like over that. Yeah. So 80,000 half, you know, people from all over the world singing John Denver and you know, Sweet Caroline. And that was that was kind of actually the highlight for me just to see yeah. after the game ended, they yeah. wouldn't leave. Yeah. They just kept singing and singing and having fun. And that was that was amazing because uh, it's just not it's not the environment we get, at home, you know, and I think they did a great job of kind of showcasing their love for the sport and obviously where that's trending and where that's going and how it's growing so that was really cool and then for me just getting to network with more guys that I hadn't met before in the league getting to work with guys like Carl from Wembley and just getting to pick their brains non-stop and great conversation at dinner and just the stuff that we get here it's it's there and the morale is high everyone wants to be there it's it's a good blend of skill sets, background experience, and knowledge. So it's awesome. And Travis, you can speak to the, the England event. You know, uh, this past year, what is it sort of like? Again, like he's talking to Carl and all these different guys. You guys have all created these relationships already, but being able to go back, what is it like to again see sort of all of these events come to light and see those players take again stage on a different type of stage, but again something that's truly incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's the first time I've actually been been over there, so it was super cool to get to go work it. Um, you know, I really wanted to do 
work at Tottenham because I feel like uh, that setup is, is kind of what the future could potentially look like in the United States of, um, you know, how, how fields can move in and out, what's the best way to do it. Um, I really wanted to see it from just how they grow grass, how they do it inside. You know, the game was awesome, and, and to see the crowd, how they just want to yell, man. They want to drink, <laughs> and they want to yell, they want to have fun. And uh, the atmosphere was super cool, but for me personally, you know, the biggest reason I wanted to go was to really pick Wayne's brain and also just really see the place and figure out, um, you know, we I, I don't know what will happen in Kansas City down the road, what we'll, what we'll do, but if we ever built a stadium, I want to see, you know, every stadium I possibly can to figure out what the best way to put one together to obviously maintain natural grass and also be able to have the events that, you know, the stadiums want to have these days. And, and leading into that, and I'll go Ryan here on this one. Honestly, when I when I t- I've met so many of you NFL guys, and you guys are all incredible. And one of the things that I think you guys are, it's we have some of the brightest minds in the NFL jobs. You know, you guys are always looking for that next step, that next thing that can make things better, that next thing, uh, scientifically speaking, that will give you the edge on your playing surface. What has it been like? Again, sort of working together bouncing ideas off of each other uh, sort of to develop where you can take things from these international events, bring them back to your own place when it comes to everything that you're doing, you know? I think part of part of the show, you know, one of the biggest things that we, we, we preach is networking and building that network. And, you know, we I feel like we have a really strong, I'm fairly new to it, and Danny's fairly new to the, the NFL, and even Nick, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we're all new to it, but everybody was so welcoming. Um, and kind of come into the group and, and here's everyone and here's the information and you know there, there's nobody in the league that I wouldn't feel comfortable sending a text or shooting a phone call to and I hope that they feel the same way but you know expanding on that it, it's more of a national thing you know we there's plenty that we can learn from other field managers that aren't in the NFL or you know internationally too I've been I've been lucky enough to meet Carl and, and some of those guys through SCMA I'm sorry SFMA um, <laughs> in previous years and I haven't had the opportunity to work in international games with them but just just bouncing ideas off each other and learning what their tactics are how we, how can we relate to that them picking up on things that we do here it's, it's really what it's all about and you know I'm, I'm just lucky to be a part of it and have have people like this to, to communicate with and you know the last thing I want to do is pump uh, Travis's tires any more than he needs but I think he's he's been an incredible resource just on social media and um, putting putting himself out there you know a lot a lot of people are, are hesitant to do that but um, you know he's not afraid to try new things and push the industry forward and that's what we need so Travis if you did know I mentioned you in our presentation about how you are so forward thinking and putting everything out on social media and having that that scientific background that many people really don't put out is truly what's going to change this industry because when we talk about sort of like a labor intensive industry it's obviously there but when you put labor when with an industry it's important to understand that this industry is so scientifically based and especially at the nfl level you guys are all trying to figure out what's that next step for science and travis again i can't thank you enough for all that you do again even just social media wise uh putting out new ideas i mean you're going through something that doesn't happen too often come taking covers off in six degree weather you know this doesn't happen that often and you're trying to combat that with new and innovative things so uh that's stuff that i i it inspires me to be better at what i do 
at the level that I am. Obviously, I'm not not really that. <laughs> I don't have that much options, but I try with what I have. Uh, but it inspires my kids too, so it's definitely something that I really appreciate. Um, Dan, if you want to speak sort of that uh, again, sort of that camaraderie and understanding of bouncing ideas and creating new opportunities for you in Carolina that you sort of maybe gotten from the Alliance trip and different things with that. Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, same thing kind of as before, the the guys that I didn't know already, super welcoming, uh, they take you right in and then you get over there and you meet the local crew, right? And these guys are amazing. And, and we, we were joking about it when we were there. Can you imagine if what 12 Germans came into your shop took over set down their bags <laughs> took over your break room hung their speaking coats, a language you speaking don't know a language you have no idea about and they, they spoke much better English than we could even attempt to speak far right so when we get there we're, we're all like oh, I can't imagine you know and now now we're touching their equipment now we're touching their grow lights we're starting to roll things around there you know and they were the most patient people Alex was amazing to us um Obviously, like Nick and his relationship through that whole process was phenomenal. Um, but you could see them learning from us as much as we were. So he was he was extremely thankful, I think, for this opportunity for us to be there because he was like his his eyes were wide the whole time. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe you guys do this. They probably never seen that much paint before go down on the field. Um, just in general, right? They don't see football paint. They don't see field end zones. They don't see that stuff. So. Um, and then the amount of bodies we would throw to a task, right? Like the way we tackle things as a group, um, they don't have that, right? They, they work in smaller crews, uh, obviously a lot less painting and stuff to do. But, <laughs> um, so that, that was cool for me to see and just kind of how, personally to see how Alex interacted with Nick and just kind of like how welcoming he was. And, and at the end, you know, he, he gave a nice speech at the end and, um, it meant a lot to us to see that and like how much it meant to him. So I think we took away the same amount, like all of us that were there took away something and um, pretty unforgettable experience. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you think, do you think that type of experience, you know, I think a lot of people, you say you guys went over there and you got 12 foreigners coming in, dropping their stuff and just taking over. You know, I think a lot of people would be pretty, pretty hesitant if that happened at their facility right now. But do you think experiencing that and seeing how welcoming they are has, would kind of change your perspective or help change other people's perspectives? Just to so, like, you know, if that did happen to us, you know, we, we'd be trying to be as welcoming as possible as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think for the most part, I think a lot of us are, right? Like, that's because at the root of it, they're not coming over to do something you know, completely out of the world, right? It's it's our world, it's our art, it's our craft. So you get to see it and you share and you build and you grow and, and that's a big part of it. So they're doing the same job in a different way. So it's immediate learning, right? You, you get an opportunity to see something that we don't see. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, you would hope that you would be easily accepted and, and vice versa and, and you would have them in there. And I know it's hard when, you know, I haven't experienced a, a Super Bowl, but Nick has and people come in and you know they you have to basically watch them run your show and that that's there's probably some difficulty in that but um, you get used to it quick and then uh, but that's you one can of, speak that, to that that's one of the things though right so yeah. like I did I did the, the Tottenham games last year right and, and not in the role that I'm in now so it was um, it was just a, a different scenario so I, I got to meet Wayne the, the head groundskeeper at Tottenham last year and 
we really hit it off. It's a great, great relationship. We kept in touch throughout the off season. Um, fast forward to uh, August of this year, I take on the NFL international gig, reach out to Wayne. And one of the first things he sends me is, I'd really like this to be collaborative. That was his one request to me. He was like, I, I want my guys and my crew to be as much a part of everything as they can be. Understanding that, look, we're coming in with a specialty to make sure that we deliver a product. And at the end of the day, that's the, that's the expectation, right? Man, we're promised it, absolutely. Whatever they want to be part of, come out and be a part of it. They want to learn something, let's do it. I'm going to need the same in return, right? I, I'm showing up to a stadium that's not mine. I don't have all the tools there. I don't have all the spaces. I don't have the resources. Like, I am very reliant on somebody else to be able to provide me the tools so that we can work as a group. Um, so I think it's a, it's, a, it's a leadership style or it's a, it's a management style, right? It doesn't need to feel like somebody's coming in and taking over. I think the reason, I mean, Alex at Allianz Arena in Munich, his patience is through the roof. Unbelievable, right? He also got a lot of guys that asked him questions, wanted to learn, accepted him immediately and embraced him and said, you know, what can we do to make life good? We don't want to come in here and just take over your shop, right? It might seem that way from an outsider's perspective, but it, it was, to me, it never felt that way. The whole time, it was always a collaborative effort and having already done three three games and obviously Carl being a part of uh, a part of the Munich crew after Carl being a host at Wembley and, and Nick Fedowa running that show, um, we were able to take that culture to Munich with us with a collaborative approach knowing that that's how we were going to attack it. So it, it doesn't need to feel like this group of guys comes in and takes over your stadium. And there's certainly been events and times where I think guys have, have felt like that. And that is a hard concept, right? That's that's a tough tough pill to swallow because, you know, there you are, something that you put all your effort into all the time. That's your field. That's your baby. Um, to have someone come in and, and take it over and, uh, and maybe run it in a different way um, or run it in a manner that maybe you wouldn't have, not always better or worse, just different can be a, a, a tough a tough pill to swallow so for me whenever we go to these stadiums um, my goal is to make it collaborative 100% with the crew that's there and figure out how can we all work together and then obviously how can we learn from each other uh, that's the way it's done sorry no, don't you guys don't you think that's how this whole industry is though I, mean, I feel like of, of all the industries in the world I feel like um our industry is one of the most tight knit that you can possibly be a part of. Um, now I'm not talking about just NFL. I mean, just groundskeepers in general, whether it's golf or whether it's sports, like any grass grower, we all know the challenges. Obviously I don't know the challenges they face in Germany. Right. But I do know that they face challenges. I know that I've worked all over the country and every place you go, you think, Oh, this is going to be easier than this place I was at. And you're like, oh man, they got these challenges I never even thought about. You know, I just I feel like this industry is a very welcoming industry, and we all respect each other tremendously because we all know that we are all facing crazy challenges all the time. I think I think those are the values we should be pushing for sure, and I think that's what needs to continue. But I think it's this gathering, right, at at events like this or anytime we have the option. Um, and pushing that agenda, Trav, because I, I, you know, as, as much as I love this industry, I think in any industry, you'll always find divisiveness, and I think the opportunity is is right. So, I mean, Drew, you've got um, you have almost a responsibility to to you know avoid some of that, right? You're you're getting out on a on a public setting for our, our industry at this point. You've become 
kind of a staple in in being able to, to, to talk with people. And, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> as you know, as as much as um, it does, it might sound crazy. Like there's a responsibility with that, right? It's it's a media responsibility, right? Hopefully, the media I'm being has responsible. Re- I don't know if I yeah. am, but well, look, hopefully there, I am. But there's a media's responsibility to portray fields in the right way too. And it, these are the things that we fight. So we always want to make sure that what Trav just talked about, like that, is what we need to be working towards at all times. Is is collaborative work where we accept each other in different scenarios, knowing we all have different types of challenges. Because your challenges are different from mine, and they're different from Danny's, and and all over the world. And we've all got to just figure out what works best and how we can help each other. Couldn't agree with you more on that. And and again, another thing with you three, obviously with synthetic, it's important to understand that those are very critical playing services that you guys are taking care of. It's not just a uh, one over like everybody thinks at the high school level. You know, like you guys are doing professional work at the highest level. With you don't understand how much goes into it when it comes from sort of an outside looking in type of thing. So again, you guys shed light, especially with what podcast we did. You guys, it was so significant to hear again the, the work you guys are doing and understanding that it's a huge part of what we do. And you guys do a phenomenal job. So again, it's great that we have those opportunities to talk about that. I do want to bring up, and Danny, I know you hate when I do this, but. You bring people in all the time, and it wasn't just my kids. You know, you brought in the NC State guys. You brought in, so when you're talking about inviting people into your shop, like that's you've already done that. Yes, you're not handing the whole thing over, but you had 15 year olds running around your field, and granted, they did okay. You said they did great, but I'm saying okay. But it's stuff like that that I think where Travis, what you're saying, when we can portray that to the younger generation, that's something that's going to shift everything because. Um, they were talking about it when it came to trickle-down effect. Nick McKenna said earlier today, trickle-down effect from NFL down to high school is to be sort of the opposite when it comes to highlighting the good parts of this industry, you know, the people, the camaraderie. If we're able to get on the ground level with a student who's in high school and say, hey, Danny literally will answer the phone call for one of my kids, no problem. I know you guys would too, but it's just they're high school students. It's not something that's normal, you know? It's it's something that can change sort of what the outlook of this industry is. And I, you guys do a phenomenal job of that. So I think those are things that are definitely really important to sort of highlight and bring into the fold when it comes to, again, those bright spots of our industry, you know? Um, sorry, I'm getting off kilter here. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I'm really interested in, obviously going international and obviously being at all the events, the culture behind everything, you know, you get to see all those things firsthand outside the stadium, but seeing that sort of come into the NFL world, what is that sort of like for you guys and taking your time at Kansas City, Charlotte, and again, everywhere that you guys knew and live in Atlanta, and then seeing sort of all of that come together through a different culture in a way, if that's the right question I'm asking, it makes sense. Uh, but seeing that culture sort of take on the NFL in a way. Like the the cultures of where we go, oh, where yeah, we travel places, to? Like Germany, Mexico. England, what are those cultures kind of like mixing in with the NFL atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, the, those three locations that we've been, I mean, the, they're sports fanatics out there, right? So you're talking, we're playing in English Premier League stadiums and the English National Team Stadium, right? So, I mean, that is like sacred ground for, for soccer. And so is Bayern Munich. I mean, you're talking about one of the most popular clubs in the world. So, I mean, these these people have a, a sports fanatic to them, right? We've seen it grow in London. Uh, year over year we've been there for a long time now year over year we're seeing like a normal steady um, group of fans that are there same with Mexico I think we're all blown away by what we saw in Germany I think when we go back next year it's going to be 
um, even more insane to, to see how much it's grown over time. And we're seeing the NFL give marketing rights to teams to go out. I think both you guys are, are working for clubs that are going to be able to market in Germany. And um, I mean, it, it, you know, the cultures are, are fun. Yeah, I think we, we. I haven't been international yet, and I hope to be able to go over there and help out too. But you know, I know the the Patriots are are huge in the German market. That's one of the the market. The team they were one of the teams to get into that market and have done a ton of work. They they went over there. We we didn't play in Germany last year, but we had watch parties. We had you know they were there for weeks. You know, just hosting parties. And, you know, we, we've got a really great um, kind of hold in that in that culture already. And I think you know. The, like like Nick said, they're sports fanatics. All these different places are, and it just like us. Like I mean, I think soccer is getting bigger and bigger in the U.S. too, and they they're very. It seems like they're very willing to embrace football and these different sports in those cultures as well. It's great. Obviously, you got to see Germany. What was that like? You know, culturally, why? I mean, I know you were excited. I talked yeah. to you before. You were like, dude, it's gonna be awesome. You know, like what was like? Yeah, for it, was, you? it was cool. I I wanted to do them all. I wanted to do London for similar reasons to Travis. Right? I want to see those technology that they deploy to kind of combat their environments and and the forward thinking there for you know similar reasons you know in, in our future who knows we might you know later down the line if we get an opportunity to do that or elsewhere if we can be of service that's that's awesome but um, just the culture for me you know and one of my assistants Andrew King went to Mexico um, geez for him Cheese. Queso. So people know who we're talking oh, sorry. about. Okay. We made a queso over in yeah. Mexico, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and he was great, by the way. Yeah. Expedition and can tell he works for you. Yeah. <laughs> Came in with a good level of detail and yeah, yeah. was doing things the right way. It was yeah. awesome. He, uh, he got some, <laughs> he had some good training under under Brian Johnson yeah. at ASU and then uh, Sporting KC and then with us. But for him, that was a big one for him. He wanted to do, he, I think he had studied abroad in college, so he's um, Spanish speaking and so for him to go there and experience that, he was very comfortable already going there. And, you know, when that opportunity arose, it was, it was easy. It was, hey, you know, soccer season's over, first of all. You know, obligations are good. If you want to go experience that, by all means. And he was super thankful. Um, it sounded like he had a great time, everything he said about that. Um, similar to Germany. You know, the fans are crazy, wild, loud. It's just different. Um, but I think it's that soccer environment that we see that we don't have here yet mixed with it it's really cool yeah. and to see that kind of bleed in you know inevitably some of those fans are going to bleed into the uh, the games here in the states and, uh, and those environments will continue to grow but i'm excited to you know at any opportunity to go back and, and continue to be a part of that growth it's, it's really cool and travis you've been multiple times right over to england am i wrong in saying that no, I, I've only been one. This was oh, okay. the first so, time I got to go. So, um, you know, for me, um, look, I'll work every international game that our schedule allows me to work just because, one, uh, I just enjoy being part of it, but I also enjoy just seeing other places. I want to see everything I possibly can of anything that I can bring back here to make us better. You know, that's really the ultimate goal is is – are you getting better at what you do? Um, you know, I get asked a lot. Like, I don't, I don't keep track. I, I don't keep track of anything that we do. There are no, there's, there's literally nothing written down. Of, you know, we put fruit out here. We did this. We did that. I, I don't ever want to rely on 
notes of what I did the year before, I want to be able to walk out, look at it and say, you know, we didn't do this. Or if I can use something that I saw in London or, or Germany down the road or Mexico, anything that I see that I'm like, man, you know, that makes a lot of sense that I can take that back to, to Arrowhead and, and try to make us better with that information. I mean, that's what you're constantly looking for. That's what I'm constantly looking for. So, Nick, I'll go back to you for this. Obviously, it's a new role for you and everything, and it's an awesome opportunity, incredible stuff going on. For you, what is it sort of planning-wise? You know, obviously, you have a certain amount of events, and that's growing more and more every day. Um, what's sort of your timetable getting things set up, whether that's people, the event itself, working with that ground crew? What is sort of that schedule for you yeah. um, and planning, you know? Yeah, so obviously learning it, right? So came in right before the games last year and, and transitioned into it quickly and kind of had to jump on a few things. For um, sure. This year, I mean, already having regular conversations with uh, personnel from the league on where we're going to play, um, looking at tentative schedules, uh, trying to understand what you know what are our needs going to be. What, and really, the biggest thing for me is I've got an absurd amount of notes from these games this year, right? Um, referencing them and trying to figure out what do we need to do differently, what didn't we have this year, what went wrong, um, what went right, right? And it's. It's taking all that and making sure that we deliver a better product this coming year and making sure that we're even more prepped. You know, every season these guys have gone into uh, each year, you know, you're, you're more prepared than you were the last season. Even when you think like, all right, you know, we nailed it this year. We did a great job. And then all of a sudden, you know, you do another off season and on, you start to think of a few things, you know, ah, I could do this or you pick up something new from, from working somewhere else or talking to someone. So for me that, I mean, we're already in that cadence, right? We're already talking about, um, upcoming games where we're going to try and play. What do we need to do? Um, what needs to change from last year? And just it, it's it's happening now. Um, obviously, I think those conversations will ramp up a little bit further. There's a lot of Super Bowl talk, obviously, going on still with that uh, in the coming weeks. But I think as soon as we get into the off season, it's gonna it's gonna ramp right back up. Absolutely. So Super Bowl's coming up. Uh, Travis, you going? <laughs> I am. Okay, and Nick, you'll be there. I will. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Obviously, Hardy being a part of it and whatnot. Um, what are you guys, again, sort of prepping? Travis still in the heat of it, and obviously you working closely with the NFL, getting ready for this event. What has it been like uh, moving forward? Well, if Travis, uh, if Travis's team and the Bills pull it off, I'll find myself in Atlanta for the AFC Championship first. I, I, heard, site, I heard about that. Um, which will delay my travels just a little bit out to, out to Arizona. But, I mean, honestly, look, the game's fun. Super Bowl is cool. But um, to, to a certain extent, once you've done one, you've sort of experienced it, right? Uh, and I don't want to make that sound like I'm ungrateful. Like, it's, it's still an amazing experience each time you do another one. But the best part about it is working with the crew, like working with the guys, spending time. And there's a lot of time we spend together, right? It's, it's long days, long hours through rehearsals and all this that time spent with each other i mean these are these are some of my best friends right now at this point and i only see them a few times a year right i see them here i see them at an international game or i see them at super bowl unfortunately you know i don't get up to new england as much as i'd want to to go see ryan i don't get into charlotte as much as i'd want to to, to see to see dan i mean there's no chance i'm going to kansas city to see Trav, but um <laughs> we love you Travis. don't worry but, but that's the reality is like i i we call each other up we text all the time we send each other stuff on on social media whatever like these are some of my best friends in the world strictly from such small amounts of time spent together um, in the trenches, more or less, together, right? And putting in the work, and that's what I look forward to, just meeting the new guys on the crew who haven't done two bowls in the past, seeing the guys who have done tons of them at this point, learning and, and just the camaraderie of, of being part of the culture. 
How about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I I haven't seen Arizona Stadium. Um, I want to see that. I want to see the trade go in. I want to see the trade go out. I want to see everything that that, that entails. Um, I, I obviously want to see what Andy's challenges are of, of just what he faces. Uh, the biggest thing for me, you know, constantly wanting to sign up for Super Bowls is what Nick said, is just the guys, you know. Um, that's one, um, you know, I usually, this will be, you know, potentially the fifth year in a row that I host the AFC Championship. And in that, you know, I, I'm going to bed at 1 a.m., I'm getting up at 4, and I'm heading to the airport to get to the Super Bowl. Like, since I signed back up to work the Super Bowl, host the AFC Championship every year. So um, it's been... I usually get there. I'm pretty tired. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is just to get to one, a million percent honest. I don't have to make one decision, right? I don't have to make any decision. So that's, it's nice to show up and just be like, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to go paint hashes, numbers, going to go measure the field. Like, what are you going to do? I'm, uh, I'm a million percent fine with that. Um, but the biggest thing is just talking to guys and, trying to just pick brains of like you know how do you paint your white border how do you how do you do this how do you do that and just stupid shop talk you know nick and i usually have a bourbon or two just hanging out I, i'm i'm pretty known for being in the room to if you if you need to come have a a drink and hang out that's every night that's what, so what we are do. we drinking that's now? okay let's talk bourbon. anybody that knows bourbon. me what are we doing what, what's anybody your go-to that knows me I don't know how many, I don't know how many bottles uh, Trav and I went through in, in LA, but it was every night it was get back, stream some sort of like, I think we watched um, uh, stuff on John Daly and Bill Belichick and like we just like watched sports stuff after all day talking sports. 30, <laughs> it was 30 for, for 30s. Yeah, 30 and, for 30. Uh, we had some 30 for 30s and maybe uh, the last dance. I think we had yeah, some of the last dance too, if I remember right. We, yep, that we was did good. That. Yeah. So, yeah, it was that and it was, you know, a few uh, few glasses of uh, Elijah Craig small batch. Very nice. And that was it. Yeah, wake so up the next day and do it again. Shop talk. <laughs> I mean, shop talk along yeah. with everything else, you know, just how do we get better? That's the thing is, I think that the reason that everybody at this table, we all get along so well, and really most of the guys in the league is we all do want to get better and learn from each other and help each other and, and take the industry to another level if possible, you know? Absolutely. And that was my next question. <laughs> it's like, how do you guys see the NFL guys sort of unique in your own way when it comes to, Again, sort of the the bond between the league and the guys and everyone that's trying to again make yourself better and better your facilities, better your staff, management practices. You know, people don't understand how much time, effort, and energy you guys give as the leaders. You know, uh, whether it's managing your staff, people, uh, what they're going through in their lives, bringing that full circle to ensuring you're getting the best out of your guys, and uh, obviously trying to have the best playing service possible. Uh, what is it about the NFL groundskeepers that is unique in your eyes when it comes to these things? Question. I, I kind of defer to Trav on that. He's been around the longest. I mean, look, I, I think the coolest thing about it is how tight it is. You know, um, even when I first took over in Kansas City, I would call Tony Leonard. I would call Chris Ecton. 
I would call, you know, anybody that I knew had been around very long at all. I mean, I kind of met these guys, right? I'm getting their numbers from whoever I can get their numbers from, and I'm calling them out of the blue. Um, you know, the first year I took over, we, it was the first year we had heat, and we had a game. It was minus five overnight. going to be like 10 degrees to high. The only person I know who deals with that is Alan Johnson, right? I've never talked to Alan Johnson in my life. And I call him out of the blue, and I'm like, hey, dude, um, you're the only person that I can think of that has probably seen these temps, and I literally have no idea where to set my heat to keep my field from freezing. I don't, I don't know where to set it. And he's like, 65. Put it on 65. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that's, that's what makes it cool, though, is anybody in the league can literally call anyone at any point in time and no one's like man i don't want to talk to this guy you know what i mean like everyone literally legitimately is invested as a whole into the league and when you do that and you can help anyone in any scenario it only makes the rest of us better I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I called Nick and people from my facility have called Nick and Ryan as well. Just, you know, we were grass. We switched over to synthetic and I didn't know anything about synthetic, you know, and we relied on the people that had similar systems, similar knowledge and experience and of what we were about to get into. And we learned. And came not, and visited. Yeah. Came and visited, watched their removal process, watched a transition. Um, you know, not once I ever pick up that phone and someone say nah I don't want to tell you that Lenny <laughs> so um, I'm not in the loop on that one but we'll talk yeah. about it later so but no I mean that's that's the shop talk and the, the connection of the Super Bowl is yeah. I got a nickname Lenny because someone misunderstood oh. my name Danny and then it turned to Denny and it was excuse me Lenny Lenny <laughs> so uh, but I that's, that's a hard like, that for me that's it's one thing I just enjoy too like I like being called Lenny at the Super Bowl it's just it's something that's fun um keeps it you know lighthearted. but the, to piggyback off something that Travis said about those experiences and how we all kind of interact is each one of us in in the head roles are they're busy you know minds a million minutes or miles a minute every day and when we get to go to those things you gotta get to or at least I feel fortunate and happy to get to go back to being a grunt for lack of a better term I want to be I want to paint the hashes I want to paint lines I want to do I want to hold a board I'll hold a hose anything to do the things we love about our job that sometimes we get taken away from and we don't get to do anymore that presents plenty of opportunity to do so and though that for me is one of my favorite things about it um, at least that those experiences and not making those decisions every day and there's a beauty of being able to just do the work again because we don't always get to do it every day. So, Absolutely. Ryan, you want to add to that? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know uh, if and when I get to work a Super Bowl at some point. Oh, um, this, is, this is Super Bowl. This is everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's at, at the kind of beating a dead horse, but at the same time, it's true. It's, it's the opportunity to call anyone, but also in, in Travis from kind of what he was talking about when he called Alan. I mean, there, there, I feel like there's a lot of people in our industry that – would be afraid to make that phone call for fear of not for feeling inadequate like I, I don't know this I should know this you know I'll just try and figure it out on my own where like that's why we build this network of peers and so that we can rely on each other because not not none of us know everything no none of us and it's it's building that resource so that I can call Travis and, and 
and bug him about a question about a heating system because I just got ours. And, you know, I'm looking at potentially getting uh, irrigation cannons on our stadium field, and Danny's got the ones we're looking at, so call him, ask him questions about it. And just not being able to, not being afraid to, to reach out to these guys. And whether and not just in, in the industry. The industry is great, too, because we all know what we're dealing with generally on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, whether it's university guys or, um, you know, international people, what anything that we're dealing with, somebody in our industry probably has dealt with it before. And the ability to make those phone calls and, and have those conversations is just an incredible resource. Absolutely. Um, something that I'm always – I love to hear about from your guys this season – uh, sort of what's been your highlight 2022 uh, NFL season for you guys individually, whether that's broad, whether that's in your own stadiums, going seeing someone. What was sort of your highlight this year when it came to, again, you guys work so hard and you're extremely dedicated to what you do. And I can't even imagine, again, the level of stress and all the things you guys deal with. What was the thing that, again, whether it was funny, great, uh, a satisfactory moment, like we're like, oh, this was – everything was worth it you know what was it for you this season and how did that sort of shape uh moving forward what you want to do sort of coming in 2023 um i I think for me like if i think of like the moments that were highlights for me and a lot of people have probably seen them is uh and it it, it may be like a cliche at this point but i've got five of them and the the five post-game selfies um the five international games uh at the end we've we've always come together and we've we've taking a selfie together right it's got to be a selfie it can't be like a group shot like it's just it is what it is Mike Reno is usually the guy who shoots it if Mike's not there we try and default to whoever's got the next set of longest arms <laughs> um, but that moment is the moment where we finally take like a breath right and we're like hey guys great job like we we got through it we got what we had to get done we're successful um, and we, we just take a moment to just thank each other and um, I think that's you know that's the, the that's the part of the culture that has become so natural that people maybe get to see is like there's true unity amongst the crew and most of the time you see faces that you don't know because it's the international crews that are out there at their own stadiums that we're trying to join in hey come get in this photo with us yeah. you know what I mean you guys are part of this success um, for me that that's probably it I mean you know each of the games are fun um, but I think it, it really comes down to just being with people who are similar like minded and um, are uniting for one, one goal that's awesome I mean, I think there, there's so many, honestly, and it's cliche to say or whatever, but um, you know, I think one of the things for us this year that was different um, but also rewarding was we were, we were able to finally do a throwback logo on the stadium field. And it looked incredible, by the way. Appreciate cool. it. Um, that credit 100% goes to our guys. You know what I mean? Like, we've been talking about that for a couple of years, and, you know, the NFL finally changed their helmet rule where you can switch it up, and so – you know, we, we finally got approval to get everything stenciled out and, you know, figured out what games we were going to do it. And, I mean, we were – what our, our head assistant for the football training facility, Tyler, was so excited about it. And, you know, we wanted to lay it out in the bubble and, and figure out what was the right way to paint it because it's a pretty intricate logo compared to our normal Elvis, which is pretty simple. And, you know, it, it took us a while to get through it, but it was really incredible to watch the guys and how much pride they took in it. You know, we had a couple guys on their phones looking at the logo and figuring out which connects where, and it was just everybody kind of came together. Like he's like Nick was saying, is everybody comes together and gets the job done together. And that that's the type of thing where we paint logos every single week. It's it's just secondhand at this point. But to do something special like that, to see the reaction of the fans in New England and how much they loved it, and 
Um, you know, the response that we got from him was great, but for me, it was having the guys come together and take so much pride in it and have it come turn out really well. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely awesome. I think I have a few, but um, give them all. We're, we're yeah, think, where you want to hear. I mean, we we had a similar situation with the, our marketing department giving us a little bit more freedom to uh, paint different logos. We did a throwback end zone that hasn't been done in a really long time, and it was the most fun we've had painting. It was there was no straight lines. Everyone could do it. Um, couldn't really mess it up. It was, it was really fun because, admittedly, I'm, I'm pretty anal about certain things, and no. it allowed me to just let my guys all go for it, and they all had such a fun time painting that end zone. That was really cool to see. Um, Germany was a unique experience. Never forget that. And I, I mean, I find myself just bored scrolling through my pictures, and I'm like looking, reliving those moments, and it's similar to the selfie thing like you go through and you relive that later on and those are the experiences rather than you know like a possession it's 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 something you lived and you, you can't forget that but um the real big thing for me was bringing people in this year um one thing that's kind of near and dear to me and like what i want to do with my career and, and in this platform and my role is bring people in and teach um i enjoy teaching the the younger newer staff that I have on my staff uh, just kind of seeing them calculate it learn it and then execute it is it's rewarding so when we get these opportunities especially when you know you brought your high school kids in that was a one-of-a-kind thing for me this year and I hope we can do that every year but just bringing guys in from all over the industry so one of the hardest things of my year turned out to be the highlight so the conversions that we had were the hardest things we had to do. Um, we had some really bad weather scenarios uh, leading up to certain conversions. You know, we're staring at that calendar all year long, and we're like in April looking at it. No, no, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way it's gonna rain. No way it's gonna rain. Home opener, Charlotte FC on Saturday, Panthers on Sunday, and it's gonna. And um, so, you know, but in those scenarios, I was I'm thankful that our, you know, our management was um, willing to let me bring in people as contract labor. And, you know, I reached out to everyone in my network and it didn't have to be regional. It was Joe Hill came from Iowa, Leah came from Reno. People were coming from all over just to be a part of it, just to learn, experience it, volunteering to come for free. Um, you know, we put people in hotels, we, we paid them and... It was cool because, you know, we, we had a, an experience that a lot of people would never get to come paint an NFL field. Not everyone's going to get to go do a Super Bowl, but that was kind of that for them, right? So we, we were able to kind of provide a mini version of that to them. They got to learn things. We got to learn things from them, um, you know, and then fast forward to you guys coming. I, I mean, I can't I can't explain that experience because it was, it was unique and getting these high school kids coming in people are like oh you know what are they going to do but they jumped in and they were they were good they were good at what they were doing they they listened they're little sponges um they showed interest they wanted to be there and that all of that was contagious to my guys you know we were in the we were at the end of our grind you know we were everyone's beaten down they're tired it's a long season and these kids come in and all of a sudden they're asking questions and my guys are forced to answer it and it, it makes them learn or you know prove their knowledge because now they're teaching 
And so when you teach, I feel like you're, you're learning more. So it was cool to see my guys that aren't in those roles, leadership roles, become little, you know, mini leaders in those, sure. those moments with them. Um, you know, and then all the way through the ACC in the bowl game, right? So we invited Casey Carrick and his guys from UNC to participate. The guys from Clemson came. And that was a weight off my shoulders and that I could say, Casey, I need you and your guys to paint your ends in. And they did it. And we just focus on logos. I mean, that was that was amazing to me, uh, extremely helpful. So we, we had a, a discussion that from now on, every ACC game and bowl game, we're going to try to invite the grounds crews and participating schools to come paint their end zones. And we'll, our team will tackle logos. So we had a lot this year. I mean, I know that was a lot, but it was, it was an exciting year, busy year, hardest year of my career, but it was, it was cool. Those are the moments we live for, right? You know? So, Travis, how about you? Uh, I got like three of them, maybe four. I mean, really, you know, obviously uh, for our home opener, we got to dial it back to the to the old school of 1972 and Arrowhead opened the original end zone design uh, that George did. In 72, we brought George in and let him help us paint it. He tracked a lot of paint, but, you know, <laughs> what, what else you got to do at 93? Uh so, um, you know, he, he uh, it, it was fun to have him there and just to let him. Uh, um, obviously, the London trip was super, super cool for me personally. It's the first time I've been anywhere but Mexico outside the country. So I really enjoyed it. It was good to work, you know, with Nick. And Danny, you know, you can ask Nick. He's my reference. But, like, if you need a really good paint dryer, you get rain down the road. Like, I'm your guy. With a I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to put Nick down as the reference. You know, you can talk to him. But, it, I mean, it looked pretty good. Um, and then, you know, really, I we got the new LED light from SGL to, to try for the rest of the season. And... Um, I got turf pods in probably November, December. And what I've been able to see with the turf pods, with the grow lights, with just where I, I have like six turf pods. I have them all over the stadium field. But one, it, it opened my eyes to the fact that we're probably been a month behind actually using grow lights in the past. And, uh, and two, just seeing what, you know, we have like four different lights at Arrowhead right now. So... To see what each one puts out and to have that knowledge going forward is uh, has been really fun. I, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes and check the turf pods to see what soil temps are at, what uh, what things are doing just because I'm a grass geek. So. Absolutely. I do want to touch base on one thing. Obviously, uh, me being a high school program and what I like, what my passion is in this industry uh, you guys are inspirations to all my kids. All of you have influenced at least one of my students very particularly with your career from listening to the podcast, following you guys on social media. What would you say has been uh, sort of a, a point in your work that is sort of like bringing in that next generation? It's not high school students, but like, again, assistants coming in, you moving to the NFL role, obviously having someone come into your old role at uh, Mercedes-Benz. What has it been like to sort of bring in that next generation and have an impact again moving forward and again bringing in what's going to be the next group you know to sort of take the mantle up and move forward when it comes to turf grass managers in the nfl 
Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I've, I've, I've had the luxury of, uh, of managing a crew for, you know, quite a few years now and um, been able to bring up guys and, and promote um, full-time, part-timers to full-timers, full-timers to assistants or supervisors, all the way up to, you know, um, Parker being uh, promoted up to uh, the manager field and grounds, even while I was still there when I had promoted to my assistant director position. So um, being able to see and be a part of that and see the growth from guys that you're putting a lot of energy into when they start to succeed out of it and, and get on board with the, the processes and um, start to grow. I mean, that it's super fulfilling for you, but it's it's amazing to see them. Um, you know, I've gotten to have assistants leave and go have success elsewhere. And, I mean, that's really the goal, right? Is is to continue to be a steward of the industry and and grow the next the next group. And you're doing it every day. And um, the the role I'm in now with the with the NFL adds a different level that I can do it at in different types of experiences. Absolutely. Um, not necessarily the the day to day mentoring that that Danny and Ryan and Travis are still doing. Um, you know, but I'll, I'll I'll continue to find ways to to help promote the next group. Yeah, I think I, I was lucky in my in my time in Maryland with Jared. He was so focused on training people and not necessarily, you know, his goal was never to keep somebody long term. And it wasn't because he didn't like the people that we worked with. It was because his goal was to get people in, get them trained, and get them ready to go for that next position. So whether it's at the soccer place or somewhere else, and um, you know, he created a pretty good lineage of people. And that, you know, I learned from him to try and do that myself because, you know, I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for him and all the people, other people that I worked with. And, you know, all we can do as, as managers is, is try and promote that for our staff as well. And, you know, we want to make sure that when we're hiring people, they understand that, you know, we'll, we'll keep you as long as we possibly can selfishly, but we want to make sure that you're prepared because when you get that call and you're going to get that call for that next assistant role, or maybe you're ready for a head job, we want you to be ready and prepared for for whenever that opportunity happens. Absolutely. Travis, you want to go? Smart. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> look, I, I don't think I, I know. I know for me personally, I would be where I am if someone didn't invest in me, right? Um, you know, I've had plenty of jobs I probably should have been fired at just because <laughs> I did the things. That, you know, I mean, honestly, when I was younger, man, I was. I was hell on wheels, man. I, I mean, I had a really good time. Younger, I worked hard. I played hard. And, um, you know, it's it's one that uh, someone what, – what that what do you say? Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. You were no. hell on wheels. You're still hell on wheels. <laughs> I, I heard something broken up. It's a good thing I was broken English. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I feel like it's our job. It's part of the job is bringing the next generation in. I don't want them to make the same mistakes that I've made. I want to help any way I possibly can to make anyone that works for me ever successful. Um, you know, people did that for me. They answered the million questions that I asked. Um, and they took their time to, to say, look, man, I can't answer all, all these questions right A lot, a lot going on, but it back after whatever. You know, I try to do the same things for for my guys. If look, if you got questions or things you want to learn, there's things you want to do on your time. I'm sure that you get to do it because you know my ultimate goal is I want them to be successful, right? I think all of us want our people 
to be successful and none of us would have been if someone didn't want that for us so i just i feel like it's a kind of a pay it forward type of gig where you know it's part of what our responsibility is and if you're not looking at it that way then you're probably going down the wrong path all right i'll wrap it up on this any big plans 2023 hold on hold on whoa 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 whoa. before we get off the subject of of bringing up staff I, i i'm not gonna sit down with you drew and not take an opportunity to thank you for what you're doing at your uh, program because you don't you don't you don't talk positively enough about what you're doing and I get that but you know the next the next generation of our industry is coming from not necessarily as much as it used to through the four year typical four year program and a program like yours and the promotion that you're doing and, and doing things like this you know we're, I, I hope that we can eventually you know get some staff or or have you guys up and help us out and, and continue to build that network so. We can go with your next question, but I just wanted to get that in to make sure that, you know, I, I know and I don't normally speak for other people, but I know everybody else on this podcast would say the same thing, that we appreciate what you're doing for the industry. Well, I really appreciate that. A million percent. Thank you. I, a, million, a million and one percent. We opened up a can of worms, though, because now, now everyone wants to bring the Brentsville High kids out to, yeah. to work. Hey, if I can make it happen. Yeah, but I can bring them overseas. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, see? Here, here we, we go. go. This oh, is what it's about, though. This is like good. Topper, topper. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll see your five. Oh, uh, no, again, and I, I really appreciate that because it really is like my life's work, honestly. I love my kids and I love my program and everything that we're doing, but it's it's the focus, you know, bringing awareness. Uh, obviously, 200 kids, we're not going to get 200 sports field managers out of that, you know, but we'll have 200 people that have parents, that have friends, that have community members that know who we are now because of their experience in our program so absolutely that's what it's all about and i really do appreciate that it's it means a lot it means the world to me so i want to pick um, up a point real quick of something you said in your in your seminar earlier oh about gosh this, where this is this is a good point you made because not every student in that program is going to graduate and go into turf but the ones especially the athletes for example it was the, the example you used those kids are going to go on to advocate for our industry later down the line, and that's so true because they're going to be the ones who – and we don't see it a lot in football because you see it in baseball where the, the managers had to take care of a field at one point. You don't see that in football as much. But when you get a kid who goes on and maybe he's not in turf but he's in a, a D2 school or he's at Parks and Rec or something doing any any sort of job not related to turf, he knows what it's about because he went through your program. And then – they advocate for you, and that that's that's just as important. And 100%. then maybe down the line, they tell someone who may not have known, and just secondhand now they're interested. So it goes a lot farther, many more degrees than I think people realize. And again, every single one of us in the industry is thanking you right now for what you're doing because we're going to see the fruits of the labor that you're all the work that you're putting in. And I know you don't. No, take the credit you deserve but it's, it's, it's all really of my true. kids you know and i i do a lot and a lot behind the scenes and i'll never let anybody actually know but you know like it's all of my kids and we wouldn't be where we are without them and you've met many of them and it's just uh their passion for what we have and wanting I, me wanting them to take that next step to be a part of this is just something that i mean it keeps me going you know and that's huge something that i really love um but I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time today. This has been phenomenal, um, and we could talk for hours. But I don't. I don't want to keep you anymore because obviously this is a great time for you guys. And 
you guys gave me plenty of it. So again, thank you so much. Hey, I got nothing going on. I got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna log off. Travis is gonna drink some whiskey with you for the rest of the night. I can talk to these. I can talk to these guys I'm sending you a bottle of bourbon, okay? To apologize for me being a jerk and being insensitive to the situation we have right here, you know. Listen, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a million percent okay with it. I'm not, I'm not upset know, about it. I know, day. I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some, I'm going to give you crap every chance I get. I, <laughs> I love it. That means hopefully that you like me, you know? That's <laughs> hey, Trev, we're going to really enjoy watching your beautiful field on the comfortable, uh, the comfort from our own homes and couches. The warmth. The warmth. That's, that's, that's the warmth, the warmth, warmth part's going to be story. my thing. Good you know? luck, Trev. Yeah. Good right luck, now. Man. Right now, the weather's not looking great. Like, snow keeps moving closer and closer to free game. So, I don't I don't really know how long it's going to be beautiful. We'll see. Uh, it we'll looked see beautiful how, yesterday. <laughs> how this whole thing came out. Hey, I mean, look, I threw some pervade at it. And uh, we're going to try to get uh, soil moisture down. We're going to try to get soil moisture down to, like, maybe 12 15% and see if it just wants to eat the first, like, half inch or so that comes down. Um, we're gonna we'll see what we get. You know, um, it is what it is. You know what it is in January. Look, it's it's hard to grow grass up until January thirtieth or whatever we're going at these days. That extra week, man, it's crazy what what even that means in this time of year. So, um, you guys enjoy your couch and warmth <laughs> of your home. And, uh, I'll be in the lobby. You know, I'll, I'll be happy for you. I'll, be, I'll, be I'll shoot you a text you. saying, uh, "Thinking of you." <laughs> yeah, I'll. Uh, I, I hope to see all of you soon, for sure. I wish yes, I was sir. in Salt Lake, but Absolutely. Uh, I'm in my detached garage, uh, hanging out. So it's not bad. Yeah. Well, good luck this weekend, Trey. Yeah. Yes, see you in sir. March. Thank you guys again yeah. for all that yeah. you do. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. So again, I hope you guys have a great rest of your time here in SFMA. Thank you, Drew. And your garage, you know. There's always that. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're yeah, done. No, the garage. I, I wrote, I wrote SFMA on the on the wall. Are we done?